the podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smack and Raw podcast, episode 113. I am your host, the Warden Mad Ritter, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. T-Bag, a.k.a. the HNIC. I think I got them all. Did I miss one? Mm-hmm. Dragon King, Big T, Sweet T, T-Money, Black Merlin, T-Bag, HNIC. No, I think that's it. A.k.a. King Dingaling. Oh, yeah. No, we discussed that. I'm never saying that. I am never calling you that. It's not going to happen. Even though we are coming off the heels of what could be considered the biggest week in professional wrestling since, oh, I don't know, WWE bought WCW. It's up there. It's up there. Definitely the biggest week in professional wrestling. They tried, the TNA tried to bring it back, you know, a while back, but, you know, they were unsuccessful. I said try. Definitely. See it. <laughs> definitely the biggest week in wrestling since we've started this podcast, and I cannot wait to talk about how Lana got blacked. Finn Balor swiped right on NXT. AEW had their debut on the casting couch, and how SmackDown on Fox finished us off with the money shot. But before we get into all of that beautiful things, all those beautiful things, Travis, we need to get into a little bit of news and rumors. Just talk. You good about with it. that, or okay? Let's talk about. Uh, really, really small things here. Uh, one, because I forgot last week because we had our co-host. Uh, I need you to either right now or very soon here slide into Sasha's DMs with your panda gif. Oh yes, I forgot. Yeah, thank you for reminding I, me. I made a note of that so I wouldn't forget. I will do that right now. Okay. Uh, also. AEW has signed a deal with DC Comics uh, to do some AEW-esque uh, renderings and maybe comic books of uh, AEW characters. And broken today, Randy Orton slipped up and said the N-word on a live stream of Call of Duty. Travis, any thoughts on Randy Orton? Did you listen to it? Did you hear it? Do you know what happened? Uh, yeah, I did. I wish I could say I'm surprised. I'm not. Also, I'm just so sick of people like and this isn't your fault. I'm not blaming you for this. But I'm really sick of constantly having to answer people about what I think about what I feel about random person saying nigga like it's just like I said, it's not on you because this is our you know no I know because I mean if it was me and Eric I'd be asking Eric the same question yeah it just so happens yeah. that this is wrestling news and you're here exactly exactly this I isn't a normal co- I'm not gonna call you and be like hey Travis did you hear Randy Orton said yeah. the n-word yeah are you okay yeah is everything good with you like no I'm not gonna do yeah, that. yeah that happens like I'll just be at work and somebody like hey did you hear this such and such said Nick I'm like I don't care I don't he know didn't call you man. it I don't give a fuck like I don't know him I have nothing invested in him. I don't give a shit. Regardless, he should not have said it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, it's that just like, dumb shit. But like I said, I wish I could say I'm surprised. I'm not. 
there like there's things about certain people you get hints about it from some people he's one of them that i just you know you kind of feel like sometimes it's not the first time he said it of course like like that that rolled off his tongue way too easily you know do you get that feeling about me no because you intentionally go out of your way not to say it on a regular basis even when i've told you i don't give a shit if you do so you know there's certain things like it's just like when people ask like well who gets to say it and who does it if you have to ask you can't say it <laughs> like that's that's usually my, that's usually the way I see it like if you have to ask oh you can't say it uh that's really I mean other than you figuring out what panda gift you're gonna use this week in Sasha's DMs that's it for that. I just, uh, what'd you use just in case you all think we're bullshitting you see it? <laughs> yeah I do yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Uh, for those of you just listening, it is a panda doing push-ups. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, please send Travis your suggestions for panda gifts for him to slide into Sasha's DMs with, because uh, he's going to run out. So, give him some suggestions what you think might work best. Help a brother out. Yeah, yeah. I will send her a new panda gift every week, as promised. I forgot last week. But well, we'll I've got it. I've got it in my notes on the top thing, and I'm not deleting it. So I will remember every week to remind you. Cool. Uh, let's eventually, get into Monday night. Eventually, she has to respond to the pandas because she's got to, like, eventually be like, why does he send me a panda once a week every week? It might take, <laughs> like, what? It, it might take like, a year, but eventually <laughs> I'll get a response. I just can't wait for the, what the fuck is with the pandas, bro? Like, yeah, something. <laughs> It'll be something like, what the fuck is wrong with you or something? Yeah. But then I'll be like, uh, I say we have a wrestling podcast, blah, blah, blah. You should be on it. And then we get a special guest on the podcast. So, yeah. We got a lot to cover. We got Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. Uh, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Season premiere, Monday Night Raw. New set, new announced team, new pyro. What'd you think? Let's start with the new set. Dope. Okay. Um, new announced team. Needs work. Um... What else did you say? Uh, pyro. Didn't even notice. Return of Pyro. You didn't notice Return of Pyro? Not really. I didn't even notice that it had gone away for a while until somebody mentioned it. I'm like, oh, you're right. All right. So I'm not going to well, It wasn't really the Pyro, though. Was it? it was more like the steam smoke shit they were doing. No, they did that for Becky, but everyone else had Pyro. There was Pyro at the beginning of SmackDown, too. See, that was, see, that lets for you know, Brock and I Seth and everything. I don't even know. Seth had Pillars of Fire. I did remember seeing that. You're right. Yeah. So it doesn't get much I'm not gonna, viral than actual fire. You're right. I'm not going to do the flow through Raw and SmackDown because I really want to save SmackDown for the very end. It was the last thing we watched. Uh, so we're going to kick off. Rey Mysterio comes out to discuss the fact that he has a universal title match against Brock Le or I'm sorry, against Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw and how big this is for him. Huh? That wasn't funny at all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how big this is for him. So then Lesnar comes out and basically uh, murders Rey Mysterio and then goes out into the crowd and grabs his son Dominic and murders him. Yo. This was brutal. Yo. Go ahead. Bruh. So, as you know, I watched Raw the next day on Hulu. But, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that tend to spoil some things. Spoils. However, I just saw pictures of it. Because normally when I see stuff, 
I don't read anything or any captions or anything. I just scroll right past it, but I still see stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I just saw the picture of him yanking Dominic out of the out of the crowd. I thought he had just yanked out some random fan and attacked him. And I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, who did he why did he just beat up a random fan? I can't wait to see this. And then finally it was Dominic. I was like, oh. I don't know. It was kind of a letdown then, you know. <laughs> just, well, it wasn't a letdown for me because I watched it live. I knew what was going on. I and here's the thing: most people it wouldn't be, but for me, I thought yeah. they were gonna say that Brock attacked a random fan, who of course wouldn't have been a real random fan. But still, I would have. I thought that that's what they were going with, and I was excited to see that. Like Brock on. left. Brock left. He came back. Continued to beat on them until Paul Heyman like begged him to stop. Then Paul cut a promo saying that this is Vince's fault for booking Brock on Raw when he's in fight mode. It was great hype for Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston Friday night, which we just got done watching a little over an hour ago. Here's my thing. They keep, and this isn't just the King. The King did it first, but they keep saying he Dominic's some other fucking teenager. He is 22 years old. He is a whole grown ass man. Yeah. Stop disrespecting that whole grown ass man. By calling him a motherfucking teenager, he is 22 years old. Give him some goddamn respect. Yeah, yeah. He's a grown-ass man. He walked into a grown-ass man's game, and Brock beat his ass like a grown-ass man. Oh, yeah, he got a grown-ass man ass-whooping. Sure did. Uh, Did you see Sasha versus Alexa Bliss? I did. All right, so we got Sasha versus Alexa. Business Becky, as she referred to herself, is on commentary. Uh, Sasha gets the win. After a fake out on Alexa, then Becky comes down and beats on Sasha, who escapes into the crowd. Becky gets on the mic, cuts a pretty decent promo, hyping Hell in a Cell, which, mind you, we can't even do predictions because they've only announced three fucking matches for the entire pay-per-view. Yeah, each match is going to be an hour long. <laughs> fucking Christ. I pr- Dude, I swear to God, if Roman and Brian versus Eric and Harper – is an hour-long tag team match. They're going 60 minutes, bro. I'm going to need you to let me know when that match is over so I can start watching the pay-per-view because fuck that. Oh, you see, here's the problem. If that's the case, you know I'm definitely not watching that shit. So. <laughs> uh, then Seth announces because Rey Mysterio went to the hospital with Dominic who was taken out on a stretcher that he was going to have an open challenge for tonight. Uh, did you see Rudolph versus Heavy Machinery for the tag titles? Negative. Did you see Miss TV? Yes. So we got Miss TV with Hogan and Flair. And uh, Hogan this is all the hot hi- leg day for the last 17 years. Uh, agreed. Um, but this is all to hype Team Flair versus Team Hogan at Crown Jewel. We'll get into that. There was a moment there where Ric Flair started his promo and it got like, it felt kind of real. Like, they were all cheering for Hogan, and Ric Flair's like, no, 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 no. I'm sick of this. I've been the greatest wrestler in the ring forever, yet I always have to play second fiddle to you because you drew more money. When we both know I'm the better man in the ring, and Hogan, even his reaction was like, whoa, hey, Rick, calm down now. Like, why are you saying all this stuff about me? You're making me look bad here. You weren't supposed to say that. Like, Well, here's the thing. They talk about it all the time, the way, you know, the business works. They're like, who's the bestest? Okay, who draws the most money? Because that's what Ric Flair always hangs his hat on when he talks shit about people. They're like, oh, he never drew any money. Like, that's his whole beef with Bret Hart, talking about he never drew any money. But, you know, whatever. 
Hogan drew more than you, though, so that means Hogan's better than you, right? Like, mm, yeah, I guess. What is it, Rick? Which one is it? This is also the start of the train going off the tracks here on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Hogan announces I mean, his team were there captain. Ever any tracks, Matt? Uh, did the tracks exist? They did right up until here. Uh, pretty early. Hogan announces Matt. pretty early. I know Hogan. Hogan announces that he's got his team captain and Seth Rollins comes down and then Flair tries to announce that he has a team captain but can't quite get it out and then Randy Orton's music hits. Um, We're told we're going to get a captain's match, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton, which I was like, all right, that sounds fucking cool. Let's do that. But Baron Corbin interrupts and cuts that shit short. By the way, the whole Randy Orton cutting him off thing was just the first of many um, messed up music cues of the night. You know, it was just it seemed like whoever was in charge of cueing the music was fucking up. Well, you'll have to let me know because I don't think I took notes on that when uh, we get to them. I don't remember all of them, but I remember another one that happened later. That, that was a big one, but go ahead. Okay. I remember it happened in other times too, though. Go ahead. Uh, so the captain match is cut short because King Corbin comes down, assists Randy Orton, apparently joining Team Flair and Rusev comes down to make the save uh, for Seth Rollins. Then later, when asked about where Lana is, he kind of ignores the question and says that Seth owes him. So tonight, he wants that open challenge match against Seth Rollins for the Universal title, and it is booked. Seth Rollins versus Rusev for the Universal title in our main event. Okay. Um, Before we get there, Maria Kanellis is backstage. Did you see her interview? Okay, then we won't talk about that. Rusev obviously loses to Seth Rollins because um, we knew Rusev wasn't going to win. Before the match, though, before the commercial break, we have a limo pull up to the building. And everyone's like, oh, who's in the limo? We don't know. Well, Randy and Baron Corbin are up on the stage watching the Seth Rollins-Rusev match. And then right after Rusev loses, uh, Bobby Lashley's music hits. And Bobby Lashley comes out. And then Bobby Lashley makes like 17 gestures towards the that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, that's 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 the one that I'm really remembering. There there was there was like one or two other throughout the night, too. But this is this one and the one with Randy Orton, the ones that like really stick out in my head. The other ones were were more slight, but this one was like, where's the music? Or you know, the Randy Orton thing was like you were early with that music. But yeah. go ahead. So Bobby Lashley does about 17 gestures waiting for someone to come out. Well, Rusev stands in the ring and stares at him, and it is Lana, and they make out a lot. Yep. Like, so here's the thing. I know that there are people that had a problem with this because Lana's white and Bobby Lashley's black, and I don't give a shit about that. I give two shits about that. I've dated black girls. I don't care about interracial dating whatsoever. But knowing that Rusev is married to Lana, the amount of kissing and the length of kissing they did while rusev just stood there dumbfounded made me uncomfortable and if it was drew mcintyre it also would have made me uncomfortable it could have been anyone it had nothing to do with it being bobby lashley seeing that man's wife kiss another man the way she was kissing him for the length of time that she was kissing him was extremely unfucking comfortable you don't watch a lot of cuckold porn, do you? 
No, no, I don't. Not my thing. But it's just like I figured I'd throw that out there. However, a lot of been getting that. So here's so I've seen a lot of people mention that. And here isn't cuckold porn where the husband knows the wife's doing it and he watches and enjoys it because I don't think Rusev enjoyed it. I definitely don't understand why Rusev didn't get the fuck out of the ring and march his ass up the Not rampway necessarily and do something it, about I it. I believe there's some when the wife just kind of like does it in the guy she's fucking kind of just makes the husband watch too and he's all like sad and shit. Okay. He don't do nothing about it because he's a little bitch. Oh, like that Dave Chappelle skit where uh, the mad real world where dude's crying in the corner masturbating. Yeah, just like yeah, that. Just, just like, like that. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Crying in the corner, beating his dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't watch cuckold porn because that scarred me a little bit. Like I was afraid that might happen to me at some point <laughs> in my life, and I was like, no, no, I fuck that shit. Lysol had sex with Kate. I just, I would, I don't care if I would have got my ass whooped or shot. I would have been, I would have been up, and I would have been trying to fuck up Lysol, all that shit, and Bobby yeah. Lashley especially. Fuck I that. Had sex with Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I might have to watch that after this. That shit was funny as hell. In the meantime, uh, the lights go out and Seth gets attacked by the Fiend. Here's my thing. This is what Rusev and Seth Rollins get for aligning with Hogan. This is Hogan karma. Seth got taken out. Rusev lost his woman to Bobby Lashley. Had to watch her get blacked on stage. This is karma for joining up with Hogan. If you say so. My thing I do. was... It's that negative Ho- Hogan karma. To me... This Rusev thing was his own fault for accepting accepting a match against Seth. Anybody who's a, in the ring with Seth gets this shit every time. As a matter of fact, I heard rumors that Kofi Kingston decided to join Team Hogan, which might lead to what... <laughs> so, uh, uh... Did you see the Viking Raiders versus the OC? I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore, Matt. No, I did not see the Viking Raiders. You know the Viking Raiders don't come on Hulu. They are not allowed. Ho- Hogan Karma. Uh, did you see a, uh, Cesaro versus Ricochet? Negative. Did you see the Firefly Funhouse? I did. Uh, more Hell in the Cell hype. Uh, the puppets are scared. Rambling Rabbit dies of a heart attack. He's like Kenny now. Like He dies and then comes back every episode. Wow. Which is weird. Right. Um, yeah, right? Like, Speaking of which, South Park is back, and it's been great. Yeah, I know. I watched the first two episodes. Um, I really I really enjoy the Firefly Funhouse. Um, see AJ versus Cedric for the U.S. title? Yes. AJ beats Cedric for the U.S. title. Great match. Um, they, all, they put on great I, matches every time. I just I don't know why they wouldn't have put this on Hell in a Cell. Why they put it on? Monday. I know it's a season premiere, but like, why put that on Monday Night Raw? Why not save that match? Because their three matches are going to be sixty minute classics. Did you see the? Last... <laughs> I'm sorry, he said classics. Yeah. Uh, did you see the Lacey versus Natalia? Negative. This whole storyline has just been absent from Hulu. I have no idea what's happening. I just know that something's going on with Lacey and Natalia. All right. So uh, that's all a Monday Night Raw that you saw then. Well, shit. What a premiere. (laughs) Well, no. So here's the thing. I had to watch NXT, which we're going to talk about next. 
on Hulu because it did not record or I thought I said it to record and I did some shit happened. So I had to watch NXT on Hulu. And then I went because I'm not good enough for Hulu to see what I didn't see. And they butchered NXT. Like I didn't watch the show. I just looked to see what they cut. They cut half the fucking show, obviously, because it's a two hour show. It's a two hour show and they only put an hour on Hulu. Yeah, but they cut three matches with a lot of talent in them. And I'm pretty sure they cut that Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae match short because it felt cut. Wait a minute. Did I watch NXT? Travis. Yeah, I did watch NXT because uh, fucking um, the uh, Street Profits had a tag title match, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, I did watch it. See, have a little more faith in me, dude. I just had a let's, brain fart for a second. Let's get into this. Uh we start off NXT with Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. Now, mind you, I chose to watch AEW over NXT because it was their first episode. Like that's what I know what NXT. Yeah, I know. And I, there's a lot of talk about NXT did this in the ratings and AEW did this. A lot of people watched AEW because it's the first AEW show. Yeah. And also, you got to think the kind of fans that watch NXT regularly are the same kind of fans that like that would like AEW. So they just wanted to check AEW out. And AEW like, yeah, AEW did so much better. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, you did. You ain't going to like this show. Congratulations. You beat WWE's C show. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Anyway, go ahead. Adam... Adam Cole beats Matt Riddle in an NXT title match to open up the show. Great fucking match. I mean, they hit hard. This is why I love NXT matches. It's matches like this that we get on takeovers and shit. Like, they basically gave you the edited Hulu one-hour takeover that we had. Yeah. Um, big news, though. After the match, Finn Balor's music hits. He comes down to the ring and announces that after Bray Wyatt's The Fiend fucked his ass up, he's too scared to go back he's to Raw or SmackDown. Raw. <laughs> so he's going to hide on NXT. <laughs> no, seriously, though, with NXT being a main brand, with the way they've been using Finn Balor, I feel like Finn Balor came back home. I don't feel like this was a demotion. I feel like this is where Finn Balor should be, mm. that he's going to be good for both NXT, and NXT is going to be good for Finn Balor. And I'm looking forward to Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, Matt Riddle, all these matches that we can have. So it, this is a great move, and it was a great job right off the bat to bring that out and to drop that in that first hour. Yeah. Uh, good on you. It's always interesting, though, speaking of, you know, this match, when I was watching and seeing Matt Riddle, and it kind of stood out to me the first match I saw with him, too. But I'm just like, it always throws me off when I see guys in the ring wrestling barefoot. Yeah, I know. I remember when Rusev used to do that before he broke his foot and then put boots on. Yeah. Umaga used to do it too, but it fit for Umaga though. Yeah. It made sense. Like uh, Umaga, he was like fucking nuts, so it just made sense that he just wouldn't bother putting shoes on. I just don't like that Matt Riddle tried to cop my name, but anyway. Uh, Velveteen Dream challenges Roderick Strong in one of the most interesting fucking ways G -R -E -A -M. possible. E-A-M. Dream. Yeah, man. I'm uh he's I got thoroughly enjoy the Velveteen dream. Like I'm a hundred I'm a hundred percent sure Godfather was backstage and allowed Velveteen to borrow the hoe train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were just hanging out around the couch. He talked to them. 
made his challenge to Roderick Strong. He's fucking great. My favorite part of that, though, was when he said, I know I've know never had a problem taking on more than one guy before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more than one man at one time. Yeah. 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 The rack popped up there for a second. Was like, wait, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This was a, it was a fun promo. It was just Velveteen Dream is great. Shayna Baszler beats Can. Oh, too, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's young. Uh, and you probably didn't watch that season of Tough Enough he was on, but I thought he was going to win that season of Tough Enough, and I was really surprised when he didn't because he was clearly the standout there even without the Velveteen Dream personality when he was just Patrick. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah uh, Shayna, tough enough. Shayna Baszler beats Candice LeRae, and like I said, I feel season? like they cut this match short. What? Is that the Stone Cold season? Uh, no, that was the one with uh, Paige uh, as one of the ref, uh, coaches. Or not coaches. Uh, they had the panel of judges. Paige was one of the judges. Um, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Okay. It was the very last season. It's it's on the network. Uh Mandy Rose was on it. Uh fucking uh Sonia Deville, Daria Baronado was on it, Chelsea Green was on it, who is now in NXT. Um yeah, okay. so anyway, not important. Shayna Baszler beats Candice LeRae. This match, clearly, in my opinion, was definitely fucking cut short for Hulu because we left. Well, they were outside working. When we come back, they're inside the ring. But at the end of the match, they showed a replay of something that happened outside the ring that I didn't fucking see yeah, yeah. at all yeah. <laughs> on they my on Hulu. Hulu. A lot of version. times when I, when, I t- when you, like, you know, you don't really know, but, like, we talk about it on Raw and stuff. When you're like, yo, that's all they cut. I'm like, well, they cut some of the matches, too. Like <laughs> It's just like the yeah. matches have been cut short. So, yeah, they do that. Uh, last but not least, uh, before we get into not good enough for Hulu, the Undisputed Era beat the Street Profits, who come out with Wale. I did not like Wale's remix of their music. Really? I thought that was a dope entrance. No, the entrance was dope, but I wanted him to actually sing the lyrics of the fucking song and not just keep saying, we want the smoke, Street Profits, over and over and over again. Like, there are lyrics to that song, and they're good fucking lyrics. What do you think? See, I've never heard their music, so I don't know. Yeah. Other funny side note was on Raw, you know, when they were just in the back talking and shit, which is why I knew they weren't going to win that fucking match because it was just like they're about to get moved up to Raw or SmackDown right now. So other funny side note is when the Street Profits made their entrance, the person that I was watching it with knows who the Street Profits are, but he actually read their name for the first time. And he goes, I thought it was profit like the Bible profit, but they spelled it profit like making money profit. Yeah. That made me laugh. Um, after the Undisputed Era come get some help from Roderick Strong to beat the Street Profits, Adam Cole comes out on the entranceway, and a big moment for anyone who's watched NXT but probably meant nothing to you Absolutely or all the nothing. new people, Tommaso Ciampa, who has some of the best entrance music in WWE right now, no one will survive, uh, returns. He had to relinquish the NXT championship due to injury, which then Adam Cole won from Johnny Gargano after Johnny Gargano got it. 
He called the belt Goldie. He was one of the best heels in the business when he was champion. He did this whole thing where, like, you know, my precious, like Gollum, where he's clutching it. He did everything with it. He gave it a name, which is why when he came out, he just stared directly at the belt and walked in circles and didn't even look at Adam Cole, just looked at Goldie because that is the most important thing to him. So it's like Negan with Lucille. Yes. Gotcha. And then he looks Adam Cole in the eyes. And yeah, for I'm, all of us who know who the fuck Tommaso Ciampa is, really cool fucking moment. Yeah, I was watching that. I'm like, hey, it's that dude with the beard. I remember him, but I have no idea like who he really is. I just know I kind of saw him somewhere sometime before. I think we watched a match with him, too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that was one of those times you forced me to watch NXT. <laughs> Not good enough for Hulu, ladies and gentlemen. Rudolph beat Heavy Machinery to retain their Raw Tag Team titles. The Viking Raiders beat the OC again because after we made this awesome faction, we're just going to shit on them. Cesaro talks shit about Rey Mysterio and Dominic backstage. Um, and then uh, then uh, Ricochet shows up. PP Ricochet calls him out, challenges him to a match. What they call him. And Pretty Ricky won the match. Lacey Evans beats Natalia. They said with the tights, and I really wish you had seen this, because you could, she's in a fucking bodysuit. What tights did she pull? You can't pull tights on someone in a fucking bodysuit. Well, her it's not whole, cheating. Her whole bodysuit is one big tight. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and then backstage, Maria got interviewed and asked about Rusev and Lana before Lana's black debut. Um, she says that Rusev clearly isn't... She says that Rusev clearly isn't her baby's daddy, and Rusev has enough going on that he needs to deal with on his own. Then Sasha grabs the mic and cuts a promo about Hell in a Cell, which was also equally as excellent as the one Becky cut on her in the ring, even though she had to go backstage and wait to do it. So nothing good. You, so I didn't miss any 24-7 stuff then? No. Okay. Um, That's what they they've then, been doing lately. It's been like pissing me off. Yeah, no, I know. Over on NXT, we, Travis and I, uh, because by the way, fuck you, WWE Network. If you're not going to put the full version of NXT on Hulu, and I actually tweeted them this, then put it on the fucking network on Thursday. I need the full right. version on Thursday. Probably what? the same deal they got with Raw. Like, you know, they got to, if they're going to be on USA like that, there has to be a delay before they put it on the network. Then I need the full version on Hulu like SmackDown was. Fix it. Uh, Io Shirai defeated Mia Yim. Hours enough. I'll take that. Shut up. And I might uh, not Io do that anymore. But anyway, continue. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? That's something we need to discuss. Look, sir. Look. look. I know. I know what's coming up. I know what happens next week. I know. <laughs> I know. Still, we need to discuss that before you just say, oh, I'm not doing it, and then I'm I watching all the shit. Doing it. I said I might not. Okay. Io Shirai defeats Mia Yim. Johnny Gargano defeats Shane Thorne. Pete Dunne defeats Danny Burch, and then is attacked by Damian Priest. So we had former NXT champion Pete Dunne assaulted by an up-and-coming NXT superstar. We had Io Shirai versus Mia Yim, and I know you're a Mia Yim fan. Uh, Io Shirai is I'm that one. Mia Yim on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Io Shirai is that uh, 
Japanese female wrestler that came out all dark. She was part of the Fatal 4-Way with Mia Yim and Bianca Belair that had personality. Also, apparently, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Alundra Blaze, Mark Henry, and Stephanie McMahon were all shown ringside throughout the program, and none of that made Hulu either. Yeah, they didn't think that was important for people watching on Hulu to know. Like, hey, look at these, you know, great folks. Like, just, you know, fucking legends in the game are ringside for this, you know. Take a look. Just a little quick camera shot would have been fine. Two seconds. Just look at that and move on. We're going to roll in. We're going to roll into AEW now, and I've got to prepare myself for this because here's the thing. There are a lot of people that I have seen that said AEW is the greatest wrestling show that they have seen in years. Those people are not going to like this podcast. Nope. Whatsoever. They are not. I am warning you right now. I am not going to shit on AEW. I am not going to say it was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. But let me tell you something. I'm not about to suck that dick either. Exactly. We are going to be honest about our opinions of AEW. I am, I am going to start with the good. I'm going to start with the good, Travis. I love the commentary. I think they've got the best commentary in wrestling right now. Yeah, Tony Schiavone. Great commentary. Dude. Like, JR. Yeah. Excalibur. They fucking worked. I'd, I'd never heard of Excalibur before, but I enjoyed him. The, the combination of JR and Tony Schiavone had me nervous before, but I was like, oh, okay. I see what they're doing with this. I feel it. Okay. Because I'm usually, even now, like I'm not really... I've never been a fan of the three-man booth. You know what I mean? It's just, I just. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the two-man booth, which is why I thought the commentary on SmackDown was so great. But but anyway. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because I'm so confused where the fuck was Renee Young. Anyway. Yeah, no, uh, we'll get to that. um, Main problem I had with AEW. Hold on. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're talking about the good. Okay, we're talking about the good. So, sorry. Yeah, great commentary. I love the commentary. I really like that even though it's the same entrance ramp for every pay-per-view and now for uh, AEW Dynamite, I like that they have the heel entrance tunnel and the face entrance tunnel. See, I don't like that. Okay. I also like that they display win-loss records next to their names when they come out. I do like that. I thought that uh, Pac versus Adam Page was an awesome fucking match. Oh, yeah. Well, Neville slash Pac never disappoints so I, and adam page is my favorite AEW wrestler because he's the one that does the reverse tombstone hmm. as a finisher hmm. yeah and he was he was good as hell and Pac really made him look great so that was a really great match except for one big major glaring thing that we'll talk about i really enjoyed the main event and i enjoyed the fact that we had a women's title match i also had an issue in that match that we'll talk about but uh i thought nyla rose was gonna win I like that they had a transgender woman in their first ever women's title match and they broke that boundary. I like that. <clears throat> wow. I like that Riho won because I definitely thought it was going to be Nyla Rose squashing her. There was a transgender woman in that match. Nyla Rose. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. The beast. I think you As may the, have mentioned her, mentioned that she was a transgender before, but I forgot. Yeah. The native beast. Um, you want to talk about the bad before I just break down the matches? What you didn't like? Because the bad for me is going to be when I get to talking about some of the matches and other shit specifically. Oh, my main bad is something that's actually your fault. Okay. Because, sir, 
when it comes to AEW, you sold me a bill of goods. You showed me something that, you know, to convince me that I should watch AEW. Mm-hmm. And that certain something was not there. There was zero Luchasaurus on this show. <laughs> so now I feel like you lied to me, Matt. I didn't lie to you. You lied. Because if it's- you have your debut show and you have a fucking luchador dinosaur. <laughs> Why would you not put this luchador dinosaur on your launch? I agree. On television. I agree. Leads me to believe he's not real. Oh, he's real. Nope. I don't believe you. I've sent you videos. You've seen him wrestle. Nope. Not right. We start fake. Nothing's real anymore. You lied to me and I will never forgive you. I'm sorry that Luchasaurus wasn't on there. That's a that's a bad booking on the Young Bucks, Cody, Kenny Omega on their part. And you should tweet them and let them know that you feel like you wasted your time watching an entire two hours of their show and didn't get any Luchasaurus. No, and that if you no, want to continue to watch their show. I don't believe he actually exists. I think you lied to me. He doesn't actually exist. So I can't blame them for not booking someone who doesn't exist. Y'all listening to this can have my back and show Travis that Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus exists. Blow up his Twitter at SirCustLot, at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T with Luchasaurus. Go to Facebook.com slash group slash Raw. Blow up our feed with Luchasaurus. Show Travis that he exists. Travis knows he exists. He's just being a dick. You can show We're gonna get into the, the match fake yourself. videos you want, but the fact that they didn't show him on their debut episode of Dynamite lets me know there's no way he exists. Because there's no logical reason why you would have your debut episode of your, you know, first outing on television and not show something that awesome. So the fact that you didn't do it means he must not exist. We start off the show with Cody. Logical explanation. We start off the show with Cody versus Sammy Guevara. I was not a fan of Sammy Guevara and the panda hat. Like, I'm not familiar with him, but. That panda hat thing was not for me, even though that is what reminded me to go and write down Travis needs to slide into Sasha's DMs with panda gifts. So there was a positive out of that. It did remind me. That's why I went and put it in my notes. Um, Sammy has weird hair, and I kind of thought he looked like Dominic. Like, he kind of looked like Rey Mysterio's kid. And I was like, like, are we sure this isn't Rey Mysterio's kid just wrestling under another name? Uh I didn't like that Brandy hit him with her shoe and that wasn't the end of the match. Like, I feel like if you take a heel to the face, that should be it. Well, Matt, I feel like you, you were, you were tainted by something else you saw that we can't talk about yet. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about though. Oh, wait, that wasn't a heel. Never mind. Move on. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting oh, finish, though. Uh, yes, spike to the eye. Okay, I know. What you're, yeah, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting finish with the knees. 
I got confused because uh, of who was involved in all that. I'm like, oh, I thought that was a heel, but it wasn't a heel. Okay, got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Brandy Rhodes with the heel of her shoe. Yeah. Hit him directly in the face with a distracted ref, and we didn't get that. She should have uh, hit him in the, the eye. She, she didn't hit, if she hit him in the eye, that would have done it. He went for the moonsault and then jumped over him and then went for the shooting star press and got caught with the knees. And that was a weird finish to me. Or no, he, he did a top rope move and got caught with the knees. Yeah. The shooting star press thing was before that. But the fact that we didn't the finish the match. Roll up and win or something like that, right? Yeah, but the fact that we didn't finish with a finisher was weird to me. Yeah. Uh, and that's then, not weird to me. I think. I honestly believe more matches should end without the finisher. Like, not necessarily like, you know. Like that? Yeah, but, like, every match doesn't have to end with somebody's finisher. Like, sometimes you can't, you, like, you know, the, for those, like, you know, those kickouts on the roll-ups and all that, for those to matter, sometimes people have to win with those. You know what I mean? I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, I just felt like this was weird. And also... Cody Rhodes is going in to face Jericho at their next pay-per-view for the AEW title. So I wanted to see him win strong with his finish, that, not with a lucky roll-up. To me, that means, you know, that Cody can catch you anytime, you know? Okay. So different perspectives. Mm -hmm. uh, I also didn't like – so post-match, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. He's getting ready to interview Cody. He says he's going to interview Cody. But then Sammy pulls him away to shake his hand. And Tony, like, steps away, and they're talking, and you can't hear anything. Then you hear the crowd cheering, but the camera guy doesn't cut to go see what the fuck they're cheering for. Yeah. So it's camera work that needs work. Yeah. Definitely camera work that needs work. Um, Jericho attacks post-match. Sammy just kind of smiles and lets Jericho do his thing and leaves the ring. Uh, what did you think of MJF? Who the fuck is MJF? Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's the guy that cut that heel promo before he got in the ring, had the Burberry scarf on. Oh. Eh. I I think the more you see of MJF, you're going to like MJF. He is your yes. kind of wrestler. On the mic, as a heel, he is your kind of person, Travis. I think so, huh? I, I guarantee you. Okay. Um, we'll literally, the, give him another shot. literally, they did a uh, they did an interview and one of the on like a today show or something and one of the girls mentioned his scarf and went to go touch it he goes don't touch me you're right yeah that's that's my kind of guy uh he beats brandon cutler who they really hyped up on the road aw and did a little bit of a package for really weird finish though it looks like brandon cutler might have actually got injured and they just cut the match short yeah when he came off and just like that's when i was like we were talking about it in the group i'm like that was awkward. Like, yeah. What's 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 happening here? Then probably my least favorite part of the show, which sucks because I love Kevin Smith, but this Kevin Smith, fucking Jason Muse and TH2 Angelico and whoever the fuck, well, little you know, we got clean Jason Muse, so it was you know, he, you can't win a match. He's 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 less fun when he's sober. So <laughs> this whole thing was awful. Yeah. I don't need, I, I don't understand why private party who is basically like AEW street profits. And I, I know people are going to take exception with that, but it is what it is. Racist um, 
That's not why I said it. It's <laughs> kind of the gimmick. No, no, but when like, I watched it, I did get that vibe off of him, though. Like, no bullshit. I, I and then people are going to be like, oh, private party's so much better than Street Profits. Blah, blah, blah. Not the point. If they got brushed so away by security. Kingdom, so I don't know. Exactly. Why would security take wrestlers away from, you know, like, what was that? It was weird. Um, then we got the SoCal Uncensored SCU Washington, D.C. promo with Scorpio Sky doing a Barack Obama impression and fucking Christopher Daniel and Kazarian playing Secret Service members. Is that who they I enjoyed with? the shit out of that. Yeah. It looked for, like one of them, like, is I didn't know who he was, like, you know, but now that you mentioned it was Christopher Daniel. Oh, that's why. Okay. And Kazarian was the other guy. I don't remember him. Yeah, he was in TNA at the same time. They've been attacking for a while, but no, I really enjoyed that. Uh, then they get interviewed, which is interrupted by the Lucha Bros after they say they're the best tag team. And then there's a big brawl, and they're separated and shoved down separate entrance ramps. That part was weird. Yeah, that was weird. The whole first hour felt like it wanted to be good, but it was just a little off. Like there were just little bits of production or little tweaks they could have made that would have made it a lot better than the way it came off. Yeah, just clean it up a little bit, you know. Then we get Pac versus Paige. <coughs> Hebby is the ref. We love Hebby. We do love Hebby around here. Best match of AEW's night has Earl Hebner as the ref. So happy about I like that. I that it was because of Hebby. I feel like we should have a Hebby shirt since we're the only ones that call him Hebby. Maybe. We'll have to um, do it because we can't put his picture on it because then you know, we can get sued. But Yeah. We can just have big print with fucking exclamation points that says heavy yeah yeah that's um really all it takes <laughs> for people to know what we're talking about Pac gets the low blow and then hits the black arrow and then goes into the brutalizer i was wondering why he put adam page face down but it was so he could get into the brutalizer after the black arrow which used to be called the red arrow um like i said it was the best that match of the night in my opinion green arrow yeah that's a whole different podcast travis this is true. Also over after this year. Um, you hit adding another show. They're trying to kill me, dude. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. AEW Women Championship match, Nyla Rose versus Riho. Uh, Nyla Rose, so here's where I took issue. You're in a match for the first ever NXT Women's Championship. You are. Why, logically, would you grab a chair and attempt to get yourself fucking disqualified from the match for no reason. Rio's not whooping your ass. You're not desperate. There was no reason for her to grab a chair and attempt to attack Rio with a chair other than to intentionally get herself disqualified from a match for the fucking title, which they said you can do. So, yeah. There was a there was a serious lack of logic there. Then she grabs all those chairs and she puts them all in a pile. She does a donut roll. Those of you familiar with me, Travis, Phil, the greatest promotion you've never heard of, and that podcast that we did know exactly what a donut roll is. Does a donut roll onto the chairs? Um, my other notes, we had a tiny belt for tiny Riho. Like, Riho's tiny as shit, and the belt fits her, but nobody else on the roster. Yeah, it looked like a toy belt. <laughs> uh, Riho wins. Nyla attacks her after the match. Some dude comes in and tries to break it up uh, that was going to interview Riho. 
Nyla almost snaps his neck. Like she goes for that power bomb and about drops him on his fucking head, readjusts, and then power bombs him properly. Kenny Omega makes the save because apparently, if you haven't watched any of their YouTube stuff, the women, uh, the Japanese women are Joshi, and he is the reason that they are there, and he has been working and training with them. Mm. They didn't really explain that. So I don't know. I have that. no idea what the connection was, but I was like, you were right. like, why is he out there? But okay. Um, I didn't even know who he was, dude. <laughs> Like, ooh, whatever. I know. <laughs> Send all your hate to at Sir yeah. Cusselot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. I ain't know who the nigga was. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> then we get the elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus that Jericho. was. <laughs> versus Chris Jericho, Ortiz, and Santana. I know who the fuck he is. Ortiz and Santana are formerly of LAX, who came over from Impact 2 here. Um, and this is where they I take issue. Suicide and Hernandez, right? Uh, I think they were Ortiz and Santana. Suicide and Hernandez were the OG LAX. I think these are the new LAX guys. There was a, Neither, a new LAX in TNA? There was, yeah. The fuck? There was a whole thing, Travis. I, I and I don't watch TNA, TNA, and I still know about it. Yeah, but so. I stopped watching TNA a long-ass time ago. So when you say LAX, I think Suicide and Hernandez. Yeah, no, that's not them. Did either of those guys look like Hernandez to you? That's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that's why I brought it up. I'm like, wait, huh? <laughs> Here's where I took issue. I, I, I thought it was a fine match. I, I thought the ending was cool and all that. But if John Moxley comes in the fucking ring, and attacks Kenny Omega in front of the ref during a six-man tag team match. It's a fucking DQ, let alone dragging the motherfucker out of the ring to the fucking casting couch, putting him through the glass table that they just did blow off of. Like, the fuck? Maybe because he wasn't the legal man, then it wasn't a DQ. He was the legal man. Was he? I'm pretty sure he was the legal man. I thought he pulled him off the apron. No, he was in the ring. He had just hit a move, and Mox slid in from behind him. That was all I could think of is maybe he wasn't a legal man. That's how they got around it. But then now it makes no sense at all. Yeah. It already uh, made very little sense, and that was a very thin thread of me saying maybe because he wasn't the legal man that they can get away with it. No, there's nothing now. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no reason why this shouldn't have been a DQ. Uh, and that is a big issue for me, and that's some things, something that they need to figure out and work out if they're going to continue to – want me to watch the show because that is something that is really going to hurt me. You got JR on your staff that you would do because yeah. JR is one of those people that's really big on like, we need to establish what the rules are because exactly. if you don't establish what the rules are, how do you establish who's a heel and who's a face as to who's breaking the rules, you know? Yeah. Um, so now we're on a three on two team Jericho. Um, like I said, oh, by the way, his finisher isn't Dirty Deeds anymore. It's now the Death Rider, which is a much cooler name for that double-arm DDT. But I am also still that's not a did. fan of the double-arm DDT. Uh, that's what you call your dick? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. The Death Rider? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll, call, I'll call you King Death Rider, but I ain't calling you the other thing. Oh, you, you eventually you'll give in. No, no, I won't. King I promise you. King Ding-a-Lang. Uh, Team Jericho gets the win. Cody comes down to make the save for the Young Bucks. And then Sammy Guevara comes down and attacks Cody and hits a low blow. Then Dustin comes down and starts cleaning house. 
And then Jake Hagar shows up, and uh, he cleans up big time. And a lot of people thought this was a big deal. And don't get me wrong, Jake Hagar had a little bit of swagger, but some dude from Bellator MMA showing up and cleaning out the house was not bigger than Finn Balor going back to NXT, not bigger than what we're about to talk about here in a minute, I not mean, bigger than they had the whole crowd chanting, we the people, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys all know him as Jack Swagger. He comes in. He's undefeated in Bellator MMA. It's cool. I, I'm happy they got him. I hope they do something cool with them, and it works out better for him than WWE did. Right. Looks like he's in a different kind of shape. Is he leaving Bellator or what was going no, on? No, I think he's working uh, both. I think that was a deal. Oh, that was my thing. Is I remember. That works. Out I remember. Him, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember seeing that he was going to be signed with AEW. So when he showed up, it wasn't like a big surprise because I, I knew he was going to be a part of AEW. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be there, though. Uh, he'll stand tall at the end of the show. Overall, Travis. There were a lot of problems. I thought it was a good show. I don't think it was the greatest wrestling show I've seen in a long time. I don't even think it was better than any WWE or NXT show that I've seen, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. There was there were some people I've seen like, oh, this was better than any show WWE put on all week. And I really think that was people just like wanting to shit on WWE because they just decided, you know, they knew they decided ahead of time that AEW was going to be better than WWE, so they just had to justify themselves. However, yeah. the show was decent. I like. I, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy the show, even though Matt lied to me. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it was cool. Like, I'm not mad. They need to work on some shit, but they've got some good foundations yeah, to make yeah, a really some good show. To clean up, little uh, rough around the edges. Like you know, we talked about establish what the rules are because you know, if you don't establish what the rules are, how do we know when somebody's breaking them? Um. Also, you know, commentary team was great. That was solid. We said that earlier. Um, but yeah, you know, small things like we talked about the camera issues and stuff like that. Well, I'm sure they'll get better. Now, yeah, like I said, am I going to? I understand. To watch this every week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I I probably will. And if you decide not to continue to do this on this part of the podcast. Uh, for the foreseeable future, until I made a decision one way or another on AEW, I will do a separate Matt Reviews AEW show on Wednesday or Thursday night on my own, or if I can get someone to come on with me um, in its stead, live, facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' It Raw. Yeah, yeah do that. Since we got to get into SmackDown, though, because this is uh, it's gonna run long but oh, yeah i knew that when up. we started this show it was it's fine don't worry about it um there was a lot to cover this week mm-hmm. we start off the show with the man becky lynch and our new motherfucking entrance ramp i have to say Luchasaurus i've been thinking show either no no he wasn't I, i'm thinking i'm trying to figure it out logistics but i i think instead of going over jabbing out we're gonna do a new segment for the end of the show called spitter swallow here's the thing i like that so anyway let's go (laughs) okay um becky lynch comes out talks about how she's the man the man's starting off monday night raw we got the cool entrance set i think this is the coolest entrance set of all three shows as it is Um, It's, it's fucking dope i like it a lot yeah um corbin comes out and interrupts 
Then The Rock comes down as Becky challenges Corbin to step in the ring and get a piece of her. I missed part of this, and I, I need to go back and rewatch it. Oh I got a phone God. call. I oh got a phone God. call during it, Travis. Oh, my God. Yeah. Matt, so, this was so great. If you saw the gif I posted in the group, you know, the SpongeBob going. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. The whole time. That was I fucking s- me. The whole time. I saw like, the rock. I saw the rock call him a poor ass Burger King on crack. Yes. I got the STD chant. Yes. I got the people's elbow in the rock bottom. Yes. I didn't get the part about Baron Corbin's testicles though. Oh. So I need to go back and rewatch this. Um. It was um. What did he say? Because it was the Rock said something like about you know Becky Lynch calls herself the man, but she doesn't walk around holding a bunch of testicles or something like that. And then Becky came on like even if I did, you know they'd be bigger than yours. <laughs> I did notice there was a little back and forth with, with Becky and the Rock. Even when they attacked Baron Corbin, yeah. Becky punches Corbin, then the Rock starts landing his punches. Yeah. Becky does her leg drop before the Rock hits the people's elbow. Here's the thing: in the past, I have said a lot of things about the Rock, not loving WWE not returning, not coming, quote-unquote, home, because he doesn't say, finally, The Rock has come back to whatever fucking city he's in. Now it's home. He showed up. So props to you for fucking showing up and for giving us probably the most electrifying moment of the night, giving us The Rock Bottom, giving us people's elbow, despite his retirement. When that segment was over, I'm like, you know what? We can just turn this off now. This is it. It's good. We're good for the night. Let's cut it off. We're good. All I hate good. to say it. You probably could have. <laughs> because SmackDown promised me Goldberg and Sting and The Undertaker and See, Trish Stratus. I don't remember hearing all that. And Stone Cold. And I didn't get any of that. I got Stone Cold in the opening video before the show started. Mm-hmm. You know, no Goldberg, no Sting. No Undertaker. Trish Stratus is in the crowd with Lita. Goldberg was in the crowd with Mark Henry. Like, yeah, they were there, but they didn't come out and do anything. And I feel like that was false fucking advertising. They only had two hours, Matt. I understand that, but still. Yeah, they had like a fucking title match and a ladder match. And, you know. We could have, well, I I guess we couldn't have. We could have cut the eight-man tag. This is true. And the Lumberjack match. Neither here nor there. I know why they did the eight-man tag. We'll get there. So Becky and Charlotte defeat Sasha and Bailey in a four-horse women tag team match. Uh, then we got Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Before Shinsuke makes his entrance, Firefly Funhouse again. This was really entertaining. Rambling Rabbit was murdered in a cage by Mercy the Buzzard, who was again. playing the fiend. <laughs> Here's the thing. They were... Ramblin' Rabbit was dressed up like Seth Rollins, says he's Seth's biggest fan, was warning Seth Rollins not to fight the Fiend. Bray's like, I got a great idea. Let's just show him what's going to happen. And then the buzzard plays the Fiend, and the buzzard murders the rabbit in a cage. Also, all over the place, like so much stuff, and they couldn't possibly be inside that rabbit. (laughs) Yeah. I've retweeted at my Twitter, at Matt Ritter, that is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R, a bunch of interviews that Bray Wyatt has done with morning shows and Fox stuff that if you have not seen, you need to go check out because his character work and him fucking with the announcers is amazing. It's always weird, too, watching, like, you know, WWE talent doing interviews because it's like they kind of like 
half shoot, half kayfabe the thing. And it's just, it's really weird to see how they do them. Like, but Bray Wyatt doesn't. Here's the thing. He is the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse character the entire time. And he's creeping out the fucking interviewers from these sports shows or from Fox shows or daily shows or whatever they're doing. And it's entertaining as shit. It's really fucking funny because he's really nice, but really fucking creepy. Yeah, I've seen, like, you know, different shit because they were doing stuff throughout the week. Like, Charlotte was on First Things First. Um, so was Roman Reigns. A lot of them were on First Things First throughout the week. Yeah. Um, which is a great show. It comes on early as shit, so I don't, I don't often catch it. But I will say this, and I know I'm going to say something slightly negative about The Fiend, so everyone take a deep breath and prepare yourself. Oh, my God. I feel like doing the Firefly Funhouse before the Seth Rollins match with as high as the crowd was after everything they had seen up to that point, kind of killed the crowd because they had to sit and watch this video and it wasn't something actually going on. So you go from the burn it down and the pyro and all that shit and everyone ready to let me sit and watch a three-minute video of Bray Wyatt, which was funny and entertaining, but it's different for the crowd than it is for us sitting at home. And I feel like it kind of took them out of the moment before we got into this match. Plus, it's Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's funny, too, just thinking what you said, bringing the crowd down, because, yeah, they kicked the show off getting the crowd hype as fuck. So, yeah, I don't think we gave enough, you know, gave enough homage to, you know, the skill. How great the Rock was. Mike, because. Oh, no, he's he's the one and only. He's the second greatest thing to ever happen to wrestling. No, he's the best. No, Stone Cold is, and then The Rock, and then Ric uh, Flair. Uh, Actually, uh, it would be Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker. No, Ric Flair, then The Undertaker. Uh, and then uh, uh, Degeneration X, Vince McMahon. Uh, 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 and somewhere down near the bottom is Hulk Hogan. Uh, it's The Rock, and then, you know, NWO is above DX. Without the NWO, there would be no DX. And, you know, they did it better. I don't agree with that, but that's a different I mean, argument for a different time. To agree with it. We have proof. Uh, we end up with a no contest in this match when the Fiend attacks Rollins on the stage, then throws him off the stage, and that's the other thing. As much as I love the Fiend's attacks, if you're going to do a stage spot, you need to turn the lights on so I can actually see the stage spot because when you have the lights off, there's just a spotlight, and you're not tracking Rollins with the spotlight, and I'm watching it on my phone. like It's hard to see. So, yeah, I didn't really see what the – like, I saw the Mandible Claw. I know he got thrown off the stage, but I didn't really see what happened. Here's another thing. They'll never do this. I know they'll never do this. But one of these days, with these huge spots that they do, these super dangerous spots where people go, like, from, like, 50 feet up and all that, I know this wasn't as high, but still. Somebody should actually die. <laughs> no. No, they should. They just never bring uh, it ever again no. because they die. Hey, listen, kayfabe die. Please say kayfabe die. Hey, kayfabe die. I don't mean like okay. kill. Yeah. No, you said somebody should actually die. Like literally, we had that happen. It was Owen Hart. It was That's sad. That's not what I needs to happen again. Matt. Guys, That's what you it. fucking said. And I was like, Travis, you cannot do that. That's not what the fuck I meant. And you know it. They you did with Paul Bear. They did. They buried Paul Bear in cement, and he was gone forever. And then he died in real life, and then, yeah. He 
never came back after yeah, Undertaker that was like killed him. Ten years ago, though, nobody remembers that. They need to do it every uh, now and then to remind people that people can die from this shit. So kids, I remember that. Um, Kevin Owens defeats Shane McMahon and then gets to fire him in a uh, pink slip on a pole match. Is that what we were calling it? This is the one. KO should have killed Shane. Yeah, well, here's the thing. With as mad as KO was, I expected to see more offense from Kevin Owens on Shane McMahon whooping his ass than what I saw in that match. I saw more high spots from Shane McMahon highlighting Shane than I did KO, even though KO did get the stunner after the match, even though he did get the power bomb onto the ladder, all that shit, and KO won. It didn't really live up to what it should have been based on all of the bullshit we've had to endure with Shane McMahon over the last few months. Yeah, like you really want to see KO get his, and he really didn't get his, you know? Yeah. Then we got an eight-man tag team. Yeah. Uh, We got an eight-man tag team match. Oh, and that would have been the perfect time to bring Stone Cold Steve Austin out. Like, if KO had some help, or I'm sorry, if Shane had some help from, like, McIntyre or Elias and Shane was down and out, who better than Stone Cold to come out, kick a McMahon, hit a stunner, and help get a McMahon fired because it's motherfucking Stone Cold Steve Austin and give KO that rub and drink a beer. Why didn't we do that? They could have ended that match with KO and Stone Cold drinking beer in the ring. They could have. And that would have been a fucking another high spot for this show. Yeah, it could have, but that makes too much sense, Matt. They're not going to do that. Yeah, well. Uh, Eight-man tag team match. You couldn't make it, you know. I know you hate that when people are busy and they can't make it to the show. Yeah. Uh, Fuck you. He could have done one, Travis, before this. He could have done one before this. Uh, One of the big shows. He did one of the big shows. Uh, amen. Oh, and we didn't talk about how he talked about how he invented the word SmackDown and just kind of verbally masturbated himself about how awesome oh, he sure he is. did. Here's yeah. the thing if I invented a word that got put in the dictionary, <laughs> I'd jerk it off all the time, every chance I got. Yeah, uh, Dolph got pinned by Braun in this eight man tag team match. We got Tyson Fury, the undefeated Martin, boxing heavyweight champion. WWE would owe him money every time they put a show on. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Tyson Fury, the undefeated boxing heavyweight champion, is ringside. Him and Braun have a little moment. Dolph kind of gets thrown into him. It pisses Tyson off. After Braun pins Dolph Ziggler, Tyson jumps the barricade. And I don't know if it was real or not because that security came down really fast, and there were a lot of them. Normally, the security is not that fast. Normally, there aren't that many. So... That was an interesting moment. Cool to see where they're going to go with it, how they're going to build it, because it seems like it was a planned moment, but it also had that air of feeling real. It was one of these sports-esque moments that they are mixing into SmackDown because SmackDown is on Fox. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them. We had... uh, Better than the other one. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, we had a recap of uh, Marshmallow. I guess that's a DJ, like kind of like Dead Mouse. I have no idea who the fuck yeah. that is, dude. Uh, terribly knocked Carmella down and pinned her to become twenty four seven champion, and then I guess he lost it back to our truth later. Blah blah blah. Here's a question, and I told Kate I'd ask this. So that's what's important. Yeah. Uh, I told Kate I asked this. Did anyone pay attention to what Otis was eating when that happened? Was he eating Pop-Tarts 
Kate needs to know. So let us know so I can let Kate know if Otis was eating Pop-Tarts in that segment. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, Rowan loses to Roman Reigns. Maybe, maybe he's a toaster. Strudel. That would be apropos on SmackDown with The Rock. Uh, Rowan loses to Roman Reigns in a lumberjack match. All hell breaks loose. Harper and Brian are going at it. Uh, Roman ends up getting the spear after Brian hits Harper with the knee, and Rowan goes for the claw. Didn't really need this match. Yeah, we're gonna have the tag team match on the pay per view. We didn't need this match. Exactly. I was just like, all right, all right, Travis. You want to uh, you nope. want to talk about our? Nope. You, okay. <laughs> Brock. Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship lasted a whole three fucking seconds. Ah, five seconds. Kofi runs in, gets f five, gets pinned. It shocked me. I'm sure it shocked you. I know it shocked Kate because Kate was behind. So I called her and FaceTimed her and watched her real-time reaction to everything that happened, and it was what the fuck? No way. Then they cut to Mark Henry, who also had that what the fuck, no way look on his face. Kate goes, I feel you, bro. I'm with you. It was a really enjoyable moment for me to watch her react real time. Travis, go ahead. What the fuck? First of all, first of all, what was the point of you building up Kofi like this to have him squashed by Brock like that? Like what 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 the fuck? Why would I you try to fuck? tell you? Why would I you try to tell you? I tried fuck to you. tell Shut you. Shut up. So here's the thing. When I watched this, I figured, you know what? You know what happened? Brock did not beat Kofi. You know who beat Kofi? Fucking Fox beat Kofi. You know what? That makes perfect sense. Fucking Fox. Your bitch ass racist ass news and shit. Here's the thing. I tried to tell you. You didn't tell me a goddamn thing. Fuck you. Oh, bullshit. I told you two weeks in a row. Travis, do not get your hopes up. There is no way Kofi is beating Brock Lesnar. That is a different kind of white guy. It's not Randy. It's not KO. It's not Dolph Ziggler. It's not Daniel Bryan. This is a different animal. And as much as I hate him, he's going to win. And you told me I'm wrong and you can't wait till Kofi beats him. You didn't want to listen to me. Fuck you, Matt. You're you know stupid. why, Matt? You'll because see. I believed in the power of positivity. All right. I was fully prepared to tell you that even the power that the power of positivity can even overcome the beast incarnate. But no. Fuck Kofi. Fuck all this build up they did since he won at WrestleMania. You know, fuck all that. My God, that's all right. We gave the black people a champ. Fuck it now. We're on we're on Fox now. Got to put that white guy on top again. Well, hold on. That now, big let's white mind guy you. That we love so much. Let let mind you while I agree with most of this. Kofi has been champion for 6 months. I want to see Kofi chase the title. I don't know if that's the direction we're going because immediately after that, the debut exactly. of Kane Velasquez exactly. in the WWE. Fuck Kofi. Like I said, because they put this other motherfucker in there. Wasn't that Kane Velasquez? Like I I've heard of him. I don't give a shit. This dude like he knocked, come, bro, hmm? he, 
well, he was trained by Cody Rhodes. He's been wrestling down in Mexico for a while. He's also the guy who beat Brock Lesnar for the UFC title in a first-round TKO. That's where I heard of him, man. I knew I'd heard of him yeah. somewhere. The one you just said, you know, beating Brock. That's where I heard of him. Here's my thing. Because of that, now it's just like, oh, so you're going that direction. So Kofi don't even get his don't even get his licks back. Cause why would he? You gotta put Brock on top. I'm not defending this. I know why they did it. And yeah, I, I know you, why they did it too. That doesn't mean I gotta like it. No, I know. But for those of the people who might not know, Brock Lesnar is a bigger name. They want to get eyes on Fox. They put the title on the household name and took it off Kofi. Kofi had a good run. Kofi had a better run than a lot of guys get. Like, oh, I don't know, Bray Wyatt, who had the belt for like three weeks and then lost to Randy Orton in a bullshit-ass WrestleMania match. Kofi won the championship at WrestleMania. He beat Randy Orton. He beat Daniel Bryan. He beat Kevin Owens. He beat Dolph Ziggler. He beat all these former champions leading up to Brock Lesnar. He shit on all those other people he beat before until he lost to Brock. What do you mean? Because you were like, he didn't have any real wins until he went up against Randy Orton. And then you were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Now you're blaming these other dudes like they were big wins. You were saying they weren't shit before. Yeah, you're right. I was. Dolph Ziggler isn't shit. Let's be honest. I like Dolph. I think he's a great wrestler. He wasn't shit. Kevin Owens was universal champion, former NXT champion. He's a babyface now. He was in a transitional period when Kofi beat him, which is why I said that. Same thing. They did a weird thing with Daniel Bryan. So storyline-wise, for our, our purposes of telling a story, no, Kofi didn't beat anyone at the height of their career, but it doesn't change the fact that all of these guys, uh, Samoa Joe included, are big names, great wrestlers. When you look back, you say Kofi beat Samoa Joe. Kofi beat Kevin Owens. Kofi beat Daniel Bryan. Kofi beat Randy Orton, which I will say, in my opinion, is the biggest name that Kofi beat. Yeah, that was the biggest one, his win over Randy Orton. And beating Brock would have been that one that put him all the way over the top. But who have they let beat Brock? Seth Rollins. Yeah, and Roman Reigns. And really, that's Undertaker hasn't even fucking beaten Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he did. No, not really. He did beat him. No, not really. I mean, he lost like 18 times before he beat him, but he beat him. He beat him and Brock's shoulder was up or whatever the fuck happened. It was a bullshit win. They didn't even give him a fucking clean, real win. I've always told you, dude, a W's a W. Point is, Undertaker wasn't even fucking beating the guy. Randy Orton hasn't beat him. There's a, there's a shit ton of talent out there that hasn't beat him. So Kofi not beating him isn't a big deal. I will say the they disrespected the fuck out of Kofi in that yes. loss. They didn't even give him a fighting chance, and that was bullshit. Like, let him get, let, let him hit him once. Like, fuck, really? Yeah, we've seen Brock Lesnar go in and do his slams and do his bullshit and fuck people up, but at least he toyed with them and... Did the, something. 1F5, really? Like... Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, they all showed a semblance of a fight. Gave, they didn't give Kofi um, none of that. They, they shit on him, dude. Like, they did. They did. I'll give you that. And, you know, that might be why I'm also so upset was the way he lost, not just him losing. Maybe in the way he lost. Where really no, I'm with you on the way he lost. And 
unfortunately for you like at least for, take him to suplex city first you know what i mean let him get some offense like i said finn balor had offense daniel I'm bryan had offense is, even if he doesn't get in the offense let it take more than just one f5 you know yeah no I'm even with if you, you take him to suplex city first and then f5 like it's just go ahead what are you talking about unfortunately this does kind of detour from how awesome the Kane Velasquez debut is and what a big get that is for WWE. And it just kind of puts a damper on it because really, of the way they did. When I look at him like, you know, I'm usually not one for, you know, the look. But uh, Kane Velasquez really just doesn't have the look for somebody that can go toe-to-toe Brock in WWE. But he's got the reputation because he's done it. So This is true. That's but the difference. For the you don't need to look like it when you've done it. And, well, Corey Graves made it very clear that he did it and where he did it and how he did it. And I'm, I guarantee you that's going to be played up big time. They'll have their to. Feud. Like I said, so. you initiate it. <laughs> All right, Travis. I haven't decided how I want to do the spitter swallow thing yet, but I think what we should do instead of a going over – um, because we had four shows and we had AEW and NXT and all this shit, and it's kind of hard to pull from all four shows, just one person and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. What show went over for you? What was the best show, in your opinion, of the week? This is hard because SmackDown started way up here. And it and takes a whole lot for me down. to bring that down. But somehow they managed to do it, man. <laughs> like, oh, I know. It's just, but I want to give them credit for that opening because it's just, it was so good. I was so hyped. I wish you could have seen me while this was going on. The dog was judging me, Matt. I'm just telling you right now, if Kofi Kingston ends up on Team Hogan, you know why he lost. It's that Hogan karma. Yeah, I know. But the thing the is, the way like, he lost too. The way he lost. No one show that's really like, ah, they fucking nailed it to me. You know. So here's my thing. I'm gonna go with NXT because of all the shows, the best wrestling, in my opinion, from what I saw was on NXT. That Street Profits Undisputed Era match was a great tag team match. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle was off the charts. Probably the best match of the entire week, in my opinion. Shayna versus Candice of what I got to see of it was good. Finn Balor showing up, Tommaso Ciampa, which was big for me. Those things made NXT, in my opinion, the best show. So for me, NXT is going over. If the only way I'd put that show over would be because they're the show that fucked it up the least. <laughs> like, that's kind of the way I see it. Because it's just like the other shows had, like, yo, you could have done so so great with this. And it's just, you fucked it up. AEW, I didn't expect them to knock it out of the park the first time out. You know, it was just, it's fine. They did about what I expected them to do. Short of, you know, delivering the Luchasaurus. However, because it's like, I really want to give it to SmackDown because of the way it opened up. It felt so good, Matt. Like It did. It did. The opening the, felt so good. And here's the thing. The ending felt so awful. If they didn't fuck Kofi the way they fucked Kofi, I probably would have gone with SmackDown. Because even though they promised me a bunch of shit they didn't deliver... The feel, the opening, the way it was treated and handled by Fox, I give it a lot of props. I didn't see all those promises of people. Like I didn't. Know I know them. you didn't. 
So but it wouldn't have, that didn't bother me as much. So it's who's going over for you and who's going over for me. And for me, I'm going with NXT because of that. I'm gonna go with The Rock. Shows Travis. Nope. Show. Open, okay. Well, SmackDown first hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who's jobbing out this week? SmackDown second hour. I'm gonna go with uh, Raw. I think of I think of, I was gonna say with all the shows that I watched, I think Raw delivered the least. This is true. This is true. So and that's it was his premiere. Though maybe that'll make everything better. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I am the warden Matt Ritter. He is Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram, as I've said repeatedly throughout the show, at Sir Cussalot. That is at S I R underscore C U S C L O T T with the panda gifts. And the hate for not knowing who Kenny Omega is. You can find me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. You guys can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' It Raw and Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Hopefully, very soon, we're going to have a lot of great things to tell you about that I'm really excited for. Because we're coming up on a year from the first time I said that. And I've been promised... Very soon, I'll get to talk about some shit. So, look forward to that. Tell John to bring his ass back home. He's home. He just called me in the middle of the show. I can't. You his said like two more weeks. So yeah, no, he he he's home. He got home two days ago. Well, then you lied to me, and I told him to call you and let you know. And I told him why. He did no such thing. So. Yeah, I know. Of course you, you know, did. John, fucking you got to John. tell him like four yeah. times to do anything. I'm gonna yell at him after this. Yeah, yeah. coming yeah. over on. Yeah. You'll have to yell at him again. So it's just. Yeah, no, he's coming over on Sunday. When you yell at him after this, you'll have to yell at him again. Yeah. Uh, he's coming over Sunday, but he's back. So that's done. Okay. Just so you know, he's back. Um, also, returning next week, Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Uh, look forward to listening to Travis and Mara the Shark talk dc cw universe if you guys are a fan of that and you haven't listened please go check that out because they are travis is fantastic and mara is mara <laughs> Such a dick. oh man but yeah we're back next week long time coming this season we got the crisis on infinite earths happening so looking forward to that and maybe Everybody. some aw shit because they're now part of dc so you said what you weren't listening at the beginning of the show when I did news and rumors, did you? No, not really. AEW and DC Comics have... Oh, I did hear that. Yeah. And Cody's been on the show, so you never know. You might hey, see Cody's some been on Arrow a few times, yeah. Yeah, you get some crossover there. That's the thing. Edge was they on put there. everybody else in this fucking crossover, so we'll see. Like Edge was on there, so... Everybody is in this shit. Everybody. Go check that out. Like, I'm pretty sure I got a call. I just won't be able to make it because it's all the way up in Canada. I don't know. All right, Travis. For Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, I am the warden, Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.